Hey, Spencer, have you heard of Lisa Lampanelli? Oh, you're talking about the queen of mean, right? Yeah, but she's also become the queen of lean. Did you know that? She has a, a play called Stuffed, where she delivers brash, skinny insight from the fridge to your ears. No, oh, yeah, not, no. I don't think that's what happens in the play. <laughs> I've actually heard reviews for the New York Times that have said uh, Stuffed offers laughs, genuine pain, and even a bit of insight. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Why? Is that relevant to anything? Well, well, you know, yeah, Lisa Lampanelli, she's got a lot of street cred, and she's also got a new Feral Audio uh, podcast um, where she and her co-host, Mike Morse, uh, talk about health, food, body image, everything else to help you be the best you you can be. That's a that's a, that's a a real hairpin turn for the queen of mean. She's, she's stopped stomping on uh, political sensitivities uh, long enough to help you self-actualize and get, engage in some self-care. So what? She dishes out some tough love as she takes your questions about being fat? Fat, being skinny, being anything but right, and helps you grab a little self-acceptance. I mean, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, but there's other stuff too. Like if you if you want to get yelled at by uh, Lisa, you can email get stuffed at feralaudio.com, uh, and maybe she'll uh, she'll make you feel like a piece of shit on the, on the podcast, <laughs> or, or or maybe she'll make you feel better. I, you you don't know with Lisa Lampanelli, she's the queen. Of mean and lean, um, <laughs> give their give her hotline a ring three four seven four six four two six five four, and you might end up in the show that way too. But in either case, it's worth a listen. It's free. Like uh, I think it's very interesting that she that she's 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 like had some transformative n- nutritional experience that she and now is is, is doing insights because you know what's interesting about the idea of Lisa Lampanelli talking about body image and stuff is that we already know that she doesn't give a shit about what your feelings so and and what we probably need to do more of when we're talking about um, health issues and stuff is actually have some frank conversations we're a very fat country very diabetic country very diluted uh, v- vain. Um, uh, self-loathing, uh, shallow country. Like, like, what, what, what do we need to do to actually be healthy? I, I, I would trust uh, uh, the queen of mean turned queen of lean to, to, to tell me that. Yeah. So make sure you subscribe to uh, get stuffed. Get stuffed. Kick the craving. Subscribe to get stuffed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeralAudio.com/slash get stuffed, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage. The new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. So, uh, my name is Alvaro Rodriguez. I'm the screenwriter for The Last Rampage. As a writer, to me, I'm less interested in genre and more interested in character. And, you know, I've written in a lot of different genres, you know, um kind of horror genre thriller or action movie or kids movie or you know different kinds of things and it was always more I was always more interested in character and hadn't really quite done something like this before but was just uh, really drawn to this idea of um, of a guy like Gary Tyson who you know had been in and out of institutions from the time he was you know a kid um, and uh, and having sort of raised three sons from behind bars uh, and how these three sons kind of grew up in the Church of Gary and thinking that their father had been, you know, unjustly accused and unjustly convicted and all of this stuff that they were getting fed uh, from their mom, Dorothy, who's played in the film by Heather Graham. 
So to me, it was just, I was interested in telling that kind of a story, telling a family story. You know, to me, the most interesting stories are family in some, centered in some way. You know, they're elemental stories. They're stories that um, go back to, you know, to the most intimate and elemental parts of ourselves. So the idea of fathers and sons, you know, there's a line in the script about, in the movie about that, um, you know, where Gary tells his oldest son, you know, Donnie, there's only one law you got to worry about, you know, and that's a law of fathers over sons. And the only way you're going to, you know, get past that is, you know, by this, you know, by dying, basically. But kind of threatens him a little bit. But um, so that was really, you know, the touchstone for me, uh, trying to figure out how to tell that story. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on facebook.com slash lastrampagefilm. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, geniuses of Harmontown. Please, let's welcome to the stage the mayor of Harmontown, Mr. Dan Harmon. Thank you. Thank you. I already screwed up the music. All right. All right, it's cool. Take it easy. All right. Please welcome back Uh. guest comptroller Aaron McGathy. See, they like you. They're okay with you. All right. Thanks, guys. I feel okay. Uh, Full disclosure, I had two drinks before the show, and I feel too drunk for two drinks. But I'm fine. That's that's unacceptable here. Uh, (laughs) We've explained it before. We were on a tight ship. Uh, Just don't let it uh, get us off on too many tangents, because we don't like to uh, do that. We like to focus. What Uh, are your guys' favorite drinks? The, the theme of tonight is, uh, I guess we decided in the car, because I, I was trying to explain Knight Rider to, to Aaron. Uh, so I thought, maybe, maybe if we made the theme the 80s, and just, we'll just get some stuff from you guys about the 80s, and I'll try to uh, find out what she knows about them. I was, I was trying to explain Knight Rider to her, and I realized it's, uh, it sounds like a pretty sloppy show. I, uh, well, he was a cop that... Uh, he got, I think he got targeted by the mob, so they, and then he got, he got killed, but they erased him and changed his face and gave him a new name. Well, why'd they do that? Well, I don't know. Uh, right, so know. instead of putting him in the witness protection program, they're like, mm, I think you could also just keep on being a cop. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, they wanted him face. to fight more crime. Isn't the car talk? The car has a spirit in it, right? Uh, it doesn't have a spirit in it. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a very sophisticated automobile. This was a time in, 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 in pop culture when computers were very exciting to people and magical. Like, like, it was enough that it was a computer. That's what made it talk. But it had a personality. Yeah, uh, that so of William Daniels from St. Elsewhere. Yeah. Aaron, let me ask you something. Okay. What do you know about ALF? <laughs> uh, I, I saw some episodes of ALF um, as a I child. I didn't. <laughs> 
I remember that he was a uh, he, he he was kind of like a, a sexual puppet, <laughs> and um, he he was ugh couldn't tell that guy what to do. Um, he had a lot of advice. He also always stayed on a couch. He never got up from the couch, but sometimes he got up from the couch. Stay behind the couch, probably. No, but, He's a no, puppet, but, right? So he must have stayed behind the couch. But a lot of times he was on the couch, right? Or behind, I'm just telling you oh, about my you, memory. No, I, I don't You saw it more than me. I never watched that. Right, but he was an alien, and a family took him in. And they, they, boy, did they learn a lot about who they were. Were they, were there people trying to catch him? Was there ever a danger? Because I used to watch My Favorite Martian and Mork and Mindy, mm-hmm. and there was always a... Uh, who is your favorite Martian? Just kidding. Sorry. Um, Ray uh, Walston. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't remember. There's, a, just, there's usually like an FBI guy or a, somebody, a right. cop or somebody. That boy, oh boy, if we find out, oh god. Do you, because do you, in addition to being so younger than you, I'm sorry. Stop everything. Adam Goldberg is getting fidgety. I just saw him in the audience. He's he's sorry. raising his hand. No, that's normal. Stop the show when he's seizuring. <laughs> Adam, would I have a pad of paper? Whenever you have an idea, write it on the paper. What? And we'll talk it's about the, it. The elf was constantly menaced by the government. And okay. And they landed on a cliffhanger where they caught him and they never made part two. Oh. And he fucking wanted to eat a cat. That's all. Right, right. Cats. You like cats. Yes. You have to call on me. All right. I'm sorry I have Asperger's. All right. Let's Couple, hear for Adam. Here's everything that Adam right. just said. Hey, Adam. According to Adam, Alf was wanted by the government and wanted to eat cats. Uh, then he said, I'm sorry I have Asperger's. <laughs> which he insists on pronouncing that way because he has Asperger's. Uh, uh, it's, it's like a tick. I, he, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to say, I feel like this is important. I am 12 years younger than you, but I also, because I'm a Navy kid, when I was, <laughs> when I was a kid, the, the television, did it, was anyone else a child in the Navy and grew up on Navy bases? Thank you. So, so we watched a channel called AFRTS. So you watch like a weird selection of shows. So I may have seen ALF, but I saw like three episodes of ALF. I'm sorry. Because the soldiers aren't allowed to watch current things. No, because, well, because they're they might just... incite them to be non-soldieric. Uh, they go like, "Wait a minute, who, who is the boss? <laughs> Kill the general!" <laughs> that car is talking. I mean, I can talk. <laughs> talk my way out of this war. Well, who am I fighting? <laughs> uh, I'm disappearing. Yeah. Camelot. No, they do the same thing with the juries. They like they because they have to sequester them, and they, they do the same thing in all of China. Uh, they have to you know, you have to like keep people from looking at uh, Bloomingdale's catalogs if you want to fight uh, a way of life. Uh, Alf, we have to talk. That's my impression of Alf's dad, Max Wright. Alf, are you trying to? Get chased by the government and yeah. eat cats. <laughs> I, I want to I get serious tonight because it's a, obviously a quiet, uh, uh, either intimidated or bored crowd. I'm not um, blaming you guys. That's not what I meant. Please don't ever let me uh, slip into that. I will never abuse you just because I'm doing a shitty show. No, Dan, I, I don't think it's their. F- I, I don't think they're doing anything wrong. No, I think they're it's not. Me. I, I'm being. All right, I'm well, nervous. let her good cop it. <laughs> I'm not good copping it. I'm saying you can, you can blame me. Oh, no, I'm not. I wouldn't do that either. Uh, <laughs> you were talking about anxiety. <laughs> it's fine to have a quiet night at Harmontown. It's okay. 
You don't have to be uproarious. There's absolutely nothing funny happening or uh, entertaining. There's nothing. There's no. There's no one coming at me with a knife. Your 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 you know your heart rate can can be down here by like sleeping. Uh, you can be relaxed like a person in a in a commercial for a bed. It's fine. Because ultimately there is no sponsor and uh, there is nothing at stake uh, except your $10, which is now gone. <laughs> but uh, I will give you $10 worth of an experience. Well, if I have to slash my wrists up here, you won't react to it. You'll cringe and you'll, it'll make you sad. Tonight we are sponsored by Humanity. That's correct. Thank you, baby. So uh, we're talking about I, anxiety. I want to talk about the, my, new, my newly found mental disorder. The fact that I'm losing my fucking mind. The fact that I'm falling apart. Uh, I started uh, doing this diet uh, where you eat. Uh, it's the four-hour body diet. And uh, hold for applause. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I didn't mean it. Uh, the uh, the four-hour body diet in a nutshell. I didn't read the book. Erin did. She imparted it to me. You eat beans, meat, and veggies for six days a week. And then every uh, cheat day, Saturday in our case, you eat 18,000 cupcakes, uh, 20 pretzels, uh, cars, fire hydrants, whatever you want. Because uh, you're spiking your blood sugar and then you're doing all stuff. Certainly not doing the diet right by supplementing it with quarts of vodka. Uh, there's all kinds of variables there. Started doing the diet, lost a bunch of weight. Then, for you avid podcasties, you know that there was a point where I called an ambulance because I got so lightheaded, I had no idea what was going on. I, I had a sensation that I had never experienced before, which was just vague lightheadedness. It, I didn't faint, and I didn't, there was no pain, and I wasn't having, my heart wasn't going fast. There was nothing other than it was just like cloudy, but it was so persistent and so odd. And I never experienced it before, so I was certain, well, th this, is, this means I'm dying. And I gave it, like, 45 minutes to an hour to go away, thinking, well, and drinking water, maybe it's thing, and ate a bowl of beans, like, maybe it's blood sugar because of this diet. It just keeps going. I'll lay down. I don't want to lay down because that's what dead people do. And I lay down, and then I get up. Now I'm even more lightheaded. Okay, call an ambulance. Ambulance comes over full of all these Jake Gyllenhaals, and they, they, they took my, they said, you're in fine condition. I went to the doctor. Doctor took my blood. Blood came back. He said, as, as you, again, as I talked about on the podcast, cholesterol's perfect. Liver's perfect. Kidneys are perfect. Blood sugar's very, very low, but not in a bad way. Uh, your uh, triglycerides are high, but not in a bad way, just a sign of you being on this diet. I'm like, okay. Uh, so that, that, that didn't show anything. And they keep having these lightheaded spells. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, and Aaron keeps going, it's probably anxiety. Probably like, I'm like, that's retarded. Stop it. I'm sorry for the retarded people that just heard me say that. Like Thank my you. sister. My sister's retarded. I get one every podcast <laughs> because of her and the sacrifices I made growing up with her. <laughs> the next thing I call retarded will be valuable and capable. <laughs> uh, all right. 
but so I, I, I slowly come to the, so then I had this breakthrough uh, during this uh, beach trip with my friends. I'm like, God, somebody said, well, maybe it's a vitamin D deficiency. I'm like, God damn it, that's it. I am, I, uh, they said I had a vitamin D deficiency. So I go out in the sun and I'm like, I, I'm like Birdman. I, I get power. I, 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 that's what it is. Of course, I never go out. I've got, I figured it out. I figured it out. And then a half hour later, I'm like, Ugh. and then I have a root beer and I go, no, it's blood sugar because now I feel great. I, 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 I keep, I take some potassium. I eat a banana and I go like, no, it's Walk potassium. Down. It's potassium. Stairs. And every time I, I get on the internet and I Google whatever it is I'm doing and I go potassium deficiency and it, it pulls up the symptoms and I search for lightheadedness and I go, okay, there it is. I clinched it. I got it. And I'm like doing all these experiments on myself, trying to figure this out. And, uh, and, and basically all the experiments result in just further and further panic. Like I, I, I just keep like these things don't go away so we went to San Diego went to the San Diego Zoo I'm walking around she's in heaven she's always wanted to go there it's a bunch of fucking animals I, 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 I love it too but I'm preoccupied by I just I keep having these spells I'm like there it is again okay I'll drink a Sprite I think I, I think it's blood sugar I'm back around to that no, now I feel better okay I've noticed half hour after I drink a Sprite my head clears up perfectly but then that starts not being the case then that science goes out the window now no matter what I do I, I well, maybe I drank too much Sprite. Maybe I'm hyperglycemic. I, uh, uh, what, what, I don't know what's happening. And Erin, who's been saying for weeks, like, it's probably anxiety. So we're standing in line. She goes, like, Let, let's, let's go on the uh, bucket that takes you over the whole San Diego Zoo and dangles you from 5,000 feet. Uh, that'll relax you. Uh, and I'm standing in line, and it's like, I, I, this is probably not a good idea, but I, I don't want to be a pussy because God knows I've, I've, I've done nothing but uh, 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 show her uh, what a man I am so far. Uh, I, I, I want to want to find out now that I, uh, I, I am a uh, complete pussy. Uh, so, so I'm just kind of standing there going, this is not a good idea. I'm going to be in a bucket dangling over people. And uh, and, and, and the, we get to the front of the line and I was just like still talking about it. And like, I just, I, just, I, just, I just don't get it. It's not the Sprite. It's not the bananas. It's not the pretzels. It's not the fire hydrants. It's not the giraffes. It's like, uh, what, what, what the fuck is wrong with me? What's happening to me? And earlier that day, I'd been like in tears. There's something wrong with you and you don't know what it is. Like, I, I just, I'm spoiled rotten. Like, so, 20% of you in the audience have something like some of you have diabetes some of you have MS like, like there's, this guy, there's, a, there's a guy here that's an aneurysm survivor he's a uh, he, he came here tonight in spite of his symptoms he's like like you know the doctors are giving him horrible news and he's I, I, I'm just going like oh why am I lightheaded I'm in my life I can't do it uh, like crying in hotel rooms and then going to the zoo and going I think we need to go home we're standing in front of the line at the, at the bucket and Aaron goes Dan Dan You've eliminated every possibility. Sooner or later, you have to accept the fact that you're going to be fine. It's anxiety. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not anxiety. I don't have anxiety. I'm at a zoo. I, everything is going fine for me. No, you've gone, you, you, you've spent the last six months to a year going through enormous changes that no one, uh, you, you're the only one that hasn't acknowledged. You're the only one that hasn't accepted or acknowledged or expressed or felt any of it. You've acted completely normal while your entire life has completely changed. And it doesn't matter if you're at a zoo or eating spaghetti or drinking Sprite or dancing or drinking or, or drinking water or not drinking water. They, they're coming and going at random intervals. You're having panic attacks. And the way that they go away is when you accept the fact that you're going to be fine. And I, and I was like, I was just thinking in my head, like, this fucking bitch keeps going on. I, I, 
she's making me panic. And, and I... <laughs> And I had experimented in the past with like looking in the mirror and going, you're fine. That's stressful. <laughs> That's what Norman Bates does. You're fine. You're fine. You're a winner. You're going to get out there and take the world by storm. Get out there, Norman. Uh, but because I was in a line for a bucket that goes over a thing, and I had to just internalize it and really, for the first time, I said it in my head, okay. I'm going to be fucking fine. There is nothing left to do. Either I'm going to die, either I have a tumor, or I, uh, like, 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 like I'm a ghost, or uh, like, like I'm a Twilight Zone episode, somebody erased me in the past, I, I, or, or, it's, or it's a new form of pretzel I haven't narrowed down. I, 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 I can do nothing about it. I'm probably going to be fine. And then my, it, it, it vanished. My head completely cleared up. I got completely normal, like I am now. Uh, and then we got in the bucket and dangled over the zoo, and I was fine. I was like even more relaxed. I was like, "Wee!" It was a bucket over the zoo, and I started crying because my girlfriend cured me of my insanity and saved me from what I thought was something that was killing me. And it, it wasn't a funny story, but it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it, 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 it made me like you more. Ugh. I hate. I hate inflating her head. Uh, but maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe I'm in a relationship where I'm like, ah, it's, you know, this is it. And I'm, I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's writing a CBS Wait, did sitcom. you just say that I'm causing your anxiety? No, no. My, uh, my, the idea that you're, look, let me put this in terms that you'll accept. Maybe you're so awesome that I'm having anxiety attacks. That right. I'm going. <laughs> I'm not trying to stress you out. I'm just trying to understand. I would like to, as an experiment, try to cause an anxiety attack. Because here's the other thing. Then I, I, <laughs> I, 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 then I was fine, and then I was fine. I was like, oh shit, we cured it. We cured it. Uh, and then, like today, I was in this writer's room, and I, I, and then I started having one. And then this time, I was like, I just noted on my stopwatch, like, okay, let's see how long these things last. What's going on? It lasted a half hour. And, uh, and, then it went, and then it was gone. And then right before the show, I went uh, out with you. We went across the street to uh, Pikey. Mm-hmm. And I had one for like an hour, like a general unease. They have, they, they have different classes, like the ghost, ghosts and ghostbusters. Like, there's, there's the kind that are so small, like waves, that I can, they're so small that I can just jump over them. I can feel them coming, and then I just go... They're not happening, and then they go away. And then there's ones that are so big that that uh, me saying they're not happening and them not going away makes them bigger. And the, and, and the, those are basically the two categories. And, and then they last anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour and a half. Right. And uh, and so now I'm like, and then we had this argument about well I shouldn't be cataloging them. I'm going to the I'm going to the doctor tomorrow because I probably have a fucking meatball in my brain or something. No. There's like a baby no, skull. Like, like I have a I have an absorbed twin that's like trying to get out of my brain, and it just keeps moving every once in a while. Like it kicks, and then I have a spell, and then it like stops kicking, and then I go oh the sprite worked. <laughs> I, I don't fucking know. I've tried not drinking. I've tried hydrating. You would, you would I've tried have the beans. such mixed emotions if you found out that you had a really special tumor. <laughs> I know. I, well, I'm pretty psyched about having anxiety disorder, like uh, on the level of Tony Soprano. Like I'm like, I am an interesting guy. I'm kind of into it. I'm like, oh, do I get to be like Linus? Do I get a blanket? Uh, uh, I think that makes me pretty interesting. 
Oh, Maybe you add a little side order of Asperger's. I don't know. You want it so bad. Well, I, like, know, like I, said, I want and glasses. Why is my vision 2020? <laughs> I want sexy glasses. Well, like I said, and why earlier, is it too just... hot to wear a cool leather jacket? <laughs> like Neil Gaiman. Oh boy. He just dresses like Ford Prefect all day. <laughs> so lucky to be from London. <laughs> Uh, when we went into the Hugo Awards, because Neil Gaiman was nominated in the same category, when we walked in, I said... And you know Dude. why? Because he grew up with the name Gaiman. <laughs> That's why he won. You're not going to beat a, sci-fi, a guy in a sci-fi contest who grew up with the name Gaiman on the playground. Aaron... What yeah, I know. I don't. I know. I'm not winning. I'm, well, uh, Jesus, I, I was gonna ask. I was gonna pull another thing. Oh yeah, so please. I, I, if I, I'm if sorry. I, I, it's I, like milking a, pi- uh, a cobra. <laughs> like, 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 if I just go, Aaron, she'll, she'll go. I know. I, I raped your brother. <laughs> like, like, I didn't know. It's like a tuning fork. It's uh, so weird. I'm sorry. I, I don't know why I'm feeling so anxious. I apologize. It's, do what I do. Blame the audience. They're they're mellow tonight. Yeah. The, 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 the audience's job is to sit and, and absorb. Their, their mood is a nuanced, organic thing that no one can predict or control. They're like a gelatinous mass made of little people-shaped particles. They're just like Play-Doh or goo, you know? They can't... And the, the only thing that they respond to is total, uh, like, kind of balance between acknowledging them and ignoring them. Right. Like a guy who, who sp- spins plates has to like spin his plates and he has to if, if, he, if, he, if he pretended that the audience wasn't there he'd be a shitty plate spinner but also if he kept asking them which plate to spin all the plates would crash to the floor. And so they, they, they sit there like this ooze and then the performer kind of wades into the ooze and the, the air conditioning and, the, and the, whatever's happened on the evening news and whatever collection of sandwiches they've all eaten like they all they all yeah. add up to some random number and right. we just accept it guys I just want to ooze with you just I'll ooze just together ooze. sometimes ooze. It, sometimes it, the ooze is like dark and heavy like gravy <laughs> just like want to take a nap after Thanksgiving just hang out watch a football game this Wizard isn't this isn't me blaming you but I think all of our talk about anxiety made me feel very uh, anxious yeah that's what you always say I don't know what to do with that. That makes me more anxious. No, no, don't feel anxious. Don't feel anxious. Let's forget it. Hey! Forget that I'm having anxiety attacks. Forget that me talking about them gives Aaron anxiety attacks. Everyone, please forget that you affect us. Uh, uh, Forget you're watching a show. Get up in an orderly fashion. Go to your cars and uh, forget that you came here. I did want to say really quick about anxiety attacks, that just because you identified it doesn't mean that it's going to end. It's good. It also doesn't mean that I don't have cancer. Like, the symptoms could still be the same. I'm going to go in, back into the doctor and I'll go, seriously, you can't just take some blood out of a guy's arm and tell him he's fine. Right. Like, I'm, my, something's happening to me. I I'm don't want to think that you have cancer. No, you're not dying. Aaron, I'm dying. <laughs> you, are, you are in love with a dying man. It's just like how I love my mom before she died of cancer. <laughs> Maybe I want that kind of love. <laughs> Maybe I'm sick of hearing about this woman. I gave you so much. Why don't you marry her? Or let go of her and marry me. Uh, you were going to go to the bucket? 
<laughs> I don't know. What was hey, Max Hedrum, what do you think? Uh, oh, boy. Uh, we, went to, we went to my 10-year high school reunion this last weekend, and Dan was a hit. He started the whole, like, he started everyone dancing. Like, he just decided that he would start dancing, and the, uh, the band geeks from my class came up to me and were, were telling me that they all knew who Dan was and how they were telling me how cool it was, all the, all the band geeks. have predicted that. <laughs> Well, and that was his reaction. I thought it was really cool. I was like, damn, they, they know who you are. He's like, yeah, yeah pretty much. And I know who they are. <laughs> Th- their names are Bread and Butter. <laughs> and I have known them for my entire 20-year career. <laughs> and, I, and, and I am peaking right now. I knew that your high school class would have like five guys in it who played tuba or, or uh, but I, I track team too. Like, I, I, you know, I knew, I knew there'd be a couple guys who would like slip up to me at the urinal and go, hey man, good job. <laughs> I'd go like, hey, Did thank you. Have you. People slip good job going to, to high school the... with my girlfriend. You had guys slip up to you at the urinal? No. <laughs> And I spent, I spent like an hour there. Because yeah. of my prostate. Uh, and my desperation. I, was, uh, I, I tried to take Aaron through all of the Friday the 13th movies. I just, I, what I like about trying to explain 80s things to Aaron is, is for the first time in my life having to explain them and realizing how dumb they are and like how confusing. Like I was trying to like... Like go, go from Friday the Thirteenth Part One all the way to to the end, even though they stopped numbering them and started rebooting and and all this stuff, and it, it got very convoluted. Same with Knight Rider. Same with Phil Collins. All my 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 whole life becomes a just becomes rubble in the eyes of my twenty seven year old girlfriend. No. <laughs> well, you you like dumb shit too. <laughs> I don't care about no neutral milk hotel. Why is there why is there hotel neutral? It sounds stu- answer that. Stupid. Uh, can we talk about the fact that you don't know how Smurfs talk, which I found out. So I know how Smurfs talk. I called Aaron a Smurf for I can't even remember for what reason we were in a hotel room, but I wrote this down. Because I can't remember why I called her a Smurf. I was like, well, she was brushing her teeth, and uh, she was like, "Come on, let's go." I was like, "Hey, you sound like a Smurf." It was just, it was just a riff. But then her response was, she said, "Well, stop being Smurf lazy and Smurf brush your teeth." <laughs> That's not. I can't believe you don't know how Smurfs talk. Smurfs, all their adjectives, all their adjectives, <laughs> all their adjectives are Smurf. Okay, like, so tell me. A, a, so say a, I'm gonna go park the car in Smurf ease. Okay, I'm gonna go uh, Smurf park my Smurf car. <laughs> Amazing. You're I wrong. I'm going to go Smurf my Smurf. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's stupid. Yeah, well, okay. they're Smurfs. They're fucking idiots. And they're all dead now. Uh, so you don't even... It's not an adjective? It's yeah, you can't tell what the fuck they're talking about. That's the whole point of Smurfs. Uh, they they, they real... make no Smurf when they talk. 
they 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 lean they 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 ask the question uh, uh, how strong is context, uh, and they go over the line to the point where you're like, what are you talking about? Whoa, honey, are, the boss gave me a Smurf today. No, uh, fuck you, or let's get married. Uh, depending right, on what I find out later, a Smurf is. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's the whole thing. A guy goes Smurf, Smurf brush your Smurf teeth. So adorable. <laughs> I can't believe that's the extent of my power. That's what 12 years buys me. <laughs> Lording that over you. You'd, th- you'd think I'd have bigger arms or something. Or, I don't know, 12 years. Like, I should have a unicorn or something. Or, instead of just some trivial knowledge about Smurfs. Hmm. Uh, no wonder I have anxiety attacks. I- I'm feeling better. Oh, okay. Well, let's change that by playing Dungeons and Dragons! <laughs> This episode of Harmontown is brought to you by Fulton and Rourke. Jeff, you're sick of uh, spilling all your colognes all over the place. You hate liquid colognes, is that correct? It's my nemesis. It's, I, it's, it's the thing that gives me nightmare dreams all night long. I can't remember how many times I've walked in on you just, just covered in sticky, wet cologne. I have traveled and broken a bottle of the cologne that I wear, and then my luggage smells like a French whorehouse for the rest of time. Yeah. But Fulton and Rourke is a men's fragrance and grooming company that specializes in solid colognes, shave and shower products, all designed to make getting ready easier and more enjoyable. Now, when you say solid colognes, do you mean like solid in the jazz sense? Like, wow, that would that jazz solo was solid. You know, I do mean that, but I also mean physically solid as well. Oh, like a little like you're talking about a wax-based cologne that travels in a little small package that I I can't spill all over my luggage and smell like a Mexican tit house. So these are travel-friendly, wax-based colognes that can go anywhere? Plus, there's nothing to break or spill, and of course, they all smell fantastic. Fantastic. Like a Mexican tit house. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's different levels of Mexican tit house. I mean, there's, there's, there's the high-quality ones, there's the ones that you wish you didn't go to. Right. Yeah. Tit house fantasticos. <laughs> Is one of their fragrances called Mexican tit house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> que fantastico. <laughs> Fulton and Rourke's bar soap is designed to exfoliate the skin with or without a washcloth. Also, you don't even have to touch it. It comes and does it in the night. Well, <laughs> that's amazing. That's that's literally unbelievable. Did you know, Spencer, that GQ magazine just named their shave cream the very best on the market today? Well, yeah, of course I knew that. Why would you, why would you ask? I mean, who am I asking? I mean, this guy, you go to his house... It's like an episode of Hoarders. So many back issues of GQ magazine there. Right. And I got to tell you, my house is made out of bricks of cologne. Wax-based cologne, I hope. Yeah, yeah. Try it yourself at FultonandRourke.com and save 15% off your purchase by using the code FERAL, F-E-R-A-L, at checkout. That's FERAL at checkout. Smell good for once, you fucking bums. Fulton and Rourke, get your smelling good. (laughs) Fulton and Rourke, time to get your stink on. Off, <laughs> get your bad stink off and get your good stink on. Fulton and Rourke, not by Menon, <laughs> different corporation. By Fulton and Rourke. Uh. <laughs> All right, Spencer, you wanna you wanna uh, take your position at the dungeon master table? So for those of you who have never been here before and never listened before, a couple weeks ago we started playing Dungeons and Dragons on this podcast. I've since then learned that there are several podcasts that play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> and that's... that Br- Brian Posehn just launched one where that's all he's going to do. Right. And uh, I'm not going to let it stop me. Um, 
I, I don't think you guys are having a terrible time. You guys all seem very nice. Can we get a, give it up for Spencer, who's uh, really wonderful? Thank you. And also, uh, can you give it up for yourselves for going to a live show? That's, that's exciting and nice. That's, that counts as an accomplishment these days. That's the new thing. Uh, we were at the San Diego Zoo, and uh, we came up with an idea that I thought was pretty cool because I heard a baby crying, and you're walking around, you're so used to looking at animals, uh, and you're seeing these signs with animals on them. And then I heard a baby crying, and I couldn't tell where it was coming from. And I, I was like, that'd be weird if you walked around the corner and there was a cage and it just said baby. <laughs> and there's just a baby in there. And then I realized, baby zoo. Like, like ingenious because uh, practically no overhead because we're overpopulated. So and they're everywhere, but people like them. They like looking at them. Women love them. Like, and the cages are cheap because they can't go anywhere. Um, and uh, and and then uh, and then when they when they get old enough that they're not fun to look at for women, you send them to uh, an idiot zoo. <laughs> Because they haven't learned to do anything because they've just been babies in a zoo. And guys would love that. Right. Or that's where, you that's put when them you get the a... men money because it's like three stooges. You just go through, imagine going through cage after cage of like guys that were raised in captivity with no exposure to any alphabet or math. Or... And they're just like eating bricks. And like guys would be like high-fiving each other. So I, 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 you know, people call me crazy, but I, I know how to save the economy. Baby zoo. Or if you don't have money for idiot zoo, you get a giant take of water, and you drop all the babies in the water, and then you flash freeze it. You look crazy. <laughs> They'd all be in different positions, only their soft faces. Jesus. And then you'd, you'd slice it into different sections. What the fuck? And you'd ship it off to different places, like what New are you, York. Eli Roth? Who are you? <laughs> and my parents would pay for it. What? If I'm Eli Roth. <laughs> Jeez, I'm talking about a, a beautiful baby rolling around in some grass or whatever babies like. Me too, like. man. You burn them. You use the fertilizer for a field, right? And you take people on a tour through the through the field, but you use like uh, you like baby's breath and stuff, and everyone's like, "Ha ha, I get it. All right, I get it." <laughs> or hats. <laughs> Aaron Anastasia McGathy. How dare you? Baby zoo. Look Baby it up. Zoo. Don't look it up. There won't be anything. No, there may be something, and you might get in a lot of trouble for it, so yeah. don't look up anything. <sighs> there was another thing I uh, thought I wanted to talk about. He also had puppy zoo and uh, cootie. Puppy zoo. Puppy well, there's, zoo. A, there's always that moment in the zoo where you, like, like you, uh, any zoo you go to, you're looking at a Bengal tiger or a marmoset or a taper. And then there's like a raccoon. <laughs> and you yeah, can't right figure up. out whether you're supposed to feel bad for it or good for it. Like, as I, I, I remember taking a pee at the San Diego Zoo and there was a spider on top of the urinal. And I, was th- I, I, I came out and I said, hey, Aaron, there was a spider on the urinal. And I, I, I bet he was trying to say to me, like, hey, how do I get in on this? <laughs> and Aaron laughed, but ironically, and said, that is such a dad joke. <laughs> Not to throw her under the bus, but just saying, maybe I, maybe there should be I a bad girlfriend, Sue. 
unsupportive. That that raccoon is right after the polar bear exhibit. So there's this beautiful thing called the polar bear plunge, and you're seeing them underwater and like on the ice, and they're they're tearing apart things, and they're 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 talking, they're having meetings in front of you. It's amazing. And then there's a raccoon <laughs> right next to it, and you can't see him. He's hiding. Of course he's. Of course hiding. he's hiding. He's like I yeah I I, oh, yeah. I, I could be I right this. outside the cage, and I would do nothing different. Fuck you guys. I'm cool hand luking this. I will be inside if you need me. Have you, uh, speaking of like people zoos, I'm sorry, Spencer. Uh, have you ever, have you ever worked at a haunted house? Oh, are you talking to me? I thought, you said, I'm sorry, Spencer. Have you ever worked at a haunted house? I, was, I, I thought you were insulting <laughs> so him. Will... I'm sorry, Spencer, but you just look like you're really creepy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Spencer, but shouldn't you be being paid to scare people right now for the March of Dimes? Uh, has anyone, has anyone ever volunteered or worked at a haunted house here? Clap your hands. Yeah. It's kind of like being at a zoo. You sit in one little station and all day long you do one thing like uh, jump out of a coffin or um, be afraid by a hanger or... Yeah, uh, afraid by a hanger. <laughs> the, I would say that's the mommy dearest exhibit, but there's no 40-year-olds here that would laugh at it. Uh, the... Uh, uh, God damn it. Stop being smurf lazy and smurf brush your teeth. I just keep seeing that. Sorry, I got my little my little file. Uh, and then one last thing. This is the last thing. After this, we're off-roading. Okay. Up until now, it's been a r- ruby on rails. Uh, I was just having drinks with Aaron before the show and uh, at Pikey for Aaron. across the street. Thanks, guys. Whew. Pumped and up. We, we split a little burger patty because of our stupid diet. And then they, so they brought the check and they put two little meringues on it, which we can't eat. But Erin took the meringues and put them in her purse and said, I'm hiding these because I don't want to hurt her feelings. That's it. I wrote it down. Like the waitress has a relationship with the meringues. When I was eight, I went to dinner with my mom and her childhood best friend, and her childhood best friend made steak, and, like put it down on the table, and I took a bite of it, and I said to my mom, like, this tastes like rubber. And my mom took it and threw it in her purse, and she was like, shut up. <laughs> and I just sat there, and it was like, her best friend Denise came back in the room, and she was like, whoa, big appetite. And my mom's like, big appetite. And I was like, big appetite. <laughs> 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 And my mom had to throw away her purse. Like, she had meat in her purse. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. I'm, I'm pulling up right. a chair like Bill Cosby because the so fucking low-key tonight. <laughs> Talk about a trip to the dentist for 45 minutes. I don't care. Oh, I no, I'm, it's because we're playing Dungeons & Dragons. And I'm going to nail Am it Am I tonight. playing Jeff's character? I guess we should just uh, transition. I have a little surprise for you. Okay. <laughs> just You just sit tight and let me play Dungeons & Dragons by myself. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Do I? I need my character sheet. Spencer, how are you tonight? I'm. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> good. <laughs> this is engaging podcast talk. Thank you, <laughs> Sarcasmos. Boy. Spencer, you look very healthy. What? <laughs> That's yeah, probably what? the first time that I, that's ever been said to me in my life. <laughs> you look spry and your cheeks are rosy. You look healthy. Yeah. Okay. That's I'm sorry. I'm, I'm possessed like by a dying Jewish woman, I guess. I'm sorry. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right. 
to recap as quickly as possible, I am Sharpie Butts a lot. I am a uh, first level wizard. I uh, I have recently become uh, uh, friends with my uh, previous rival uh, Quark, played by Jeff Davis. Uh, we fought a, a giant piggy bank uh, and uh, beat it. <clears throat> and uh, then we got some treasure. And now. Uh, I, I, I refuse, just because Jeff's not here, to uh, not play the game. So, Spencer, tell me where I am and what's going on. Well, you're still in the cave, and after putting most of your treasure away, you notice a strange wooden box. For the podcast listeners, I have this physical box. Come and take it, please. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. This wooden box is stained purple with engraved stars and celestial bodies on its surface. Oh, my God. Spencer's proposing to Dan. <laughs> Oh my god! You know, Dan, it's been great on this podcast these past few weeks. I hope this campaign never ends. I know we took it to the next level in our relationship last week with that hug. It, it meant a lot to me. Will you please level up with me forever and become immortal? Uh, all right, well, I, wait. So if I open it in real life, Spencer handed me a real box. This is Just a little like weird. Sharpie Buttslot found in his treasure. So if if I open it in real life, I'm opening it in the game, right? Yeah, and if you open it in real life and it's a trap, you're gonna die. Oh my God! Someone, someone tape it. All right. Well, I, I I'm not uh, I'm not gonna open it because I I don't know if you know this about my character, but I'm a pussy. <laughs> I have a lot of anxiety. I, 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 uh, what happens if I cast detect magic on it? You detect a small trace of unearthly magic coming from inside the box, but inside the box, the box itself does not seem magical. All right. I examine it as much as I can for any kind of uh, mechanisms like, uh, you know, strings that lead to guns that are pointing at my face. <laughs> you look it over thoroughly and find that it doesn't appear to be trapped or mechanized in any way. I very carefully... Open the box. Opening the box very Open carefully, box. you see a small stone inside. Holy I do. Shit. In real life, I do, too. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. Oh, well, I, I touched the stone in real life, but I'm not doing that in the game. You can. I mean, it's well, not going to kill you. Oh, <laughs> all right. Maybe I, I just Spencer, gave you Spencer, I'm there. right here. <laughs> right here. Uh, what, what, what? Inside lay a small iridescent stone. Its surface shines in many colors and its shape is confusing, full of squared spirals and tiny ridges. Yes. Kind of like your relationship. This is, this is all a, uh, a, um, an integrated marketing campaign for uh, Spencer's girlfriend who owns a surf shop where she, <laughs> she makes shitty jewelry. Go to Babette's Beads on Pacific Avenue. You find yourself enamored with this unique design, which can be ordered online. It's called a quiggle. It's supposed to bring you luck in finance. Sorry. Grasping the stone in your hand, you feel its surface warm up and your surroundings fade to white. 
and you lose consciousness. What? The next thing you know, you're outside the trove again. The stone glows brightly, then fades to dimness. This must be the fragment of greatness that Derevan sent you for. Oh, that's right. The scryer who sent me and my friend Quark to the, uh, to the trove said that there was a fragment of greatness. I found the... So I... I did I re... Did you say I teleported? Yeah. When you, you... You lost consciousness, and when you came to, you were outside the trove. And it wasn't anxiety. <laughs> it it might have been. All right. But I teleported, so that Sharpie doesn't happen. Sharpie has demons. All right, well, then I'm done with that uh, trove, so I'm, 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 I'm going back to town. All right. The road back to Thornvale is wrong, well, is long, but you are confident after finding the fragment of greatness. You see the familiar green rows of fields surrounding Thornvale, and it fills you with a sense of comfort and calm. It's true. On your left, you see a stables, and just past it, the local tavern. Now, I, I didn't come up with a tavern name. I thought the audience might want to name the tavern, maybe. All right. What's your name, sir? David. Uh, uh, what, uh, what do you, Mad Lib style. Do you, do you want to name a tavern? Take your time. I'm going to make a drink and we can edit out the pause. So just take your time. You're not, you're not under any pressure to be as magnificently witty and, 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 and quick as I have been tonight. You can, you, can, you can take... Just listen to this music and think of a tavern name. Aaron, you can talk about pantyhose or something. Well, uh, Pantyhose. For times when you feel like your legs are a little too pale. Or for when... You are dating someone who says that he likes pantyhose. <laughs> pantyhose. Uh, for ladies who want to feel like Sigourney Weaver in the 80s. But have varicose veins. <laughs> pantyhose. For when you have a meeting in the morning and a burglary at night. <laughs> pantyhose. For the record, right. I wore tights and pantyhose before we dated. That's I know. important to me. I know. Yeah. I know you know. This isn't awkward at all. <laughs> no, it's a, uh, yeah. What do you, what do you think I, I liked you? Because my, my, Cause of your personality. my insecure brain. Ugh. All right. I love you. I love you too. Thank you for taking my anxiety attack away at the San Diego Zoo. Well, I, I care about you. I want you to feel better. Oh, oh. What was your name again? <laughs> David. All right, David, what's the tavern name? Cha-Cha's Tavern. <laughs> Cha-Cha's Tavern, all right. I think that's in Silver Lake, isn't it? <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a tavern in Silver Lake. It's a bar. Cha-Cha's Tavern. Cha-Cha's Tavern. The tavern is a welcoming place. It has a large lounge with polished tables and a puffy chairs and a long bar. Several humans, gnomes, elves, and halflings are mingling, and a gnome is standing on the counter pouring steins of beer from a large keg. I assume that Quark and I kind of, uh, we went into Quark's town. Quark's a bit tired out after his rage. He's yeah. not saying much. He's kind of... Oh, is he with me? Yeah, he's just hanging out. Oh, okay. Hey, Quark. He's doing a uh, show in Chicago, right? Well, why don't we get a, why don't we get a, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to talk to the uh, tavern keep about getting a room. Do they have rooms to let at this tavern? Yeah, this tavern has an upper floor with some rooms. Yeah. All right. All right. 
so you, you head up to the to the tavern keeper. Yeah. He's this gnome standing on the counter. His name is Cha Cha. All right. He's the bartender and the keeper of the tavern. He's a white-haired gnome with thin beard, and he says he sees you coming up, and he's like, "What'll you drink?" <laughs> I'll have a flagon of ale. A flagon of ale? That'll be three copper. Oh, all right. What a bargain at twice the price, methinks. Uh, what say you for two rooms, a tuppence or a shilling for a wainscoting? I could part with two rooms for only three silvers. All right. Here's the, I assume I have three silvers. Actually, you only got gold pieces from the treasure. You don't even... I'm so sorry. They hate gold. I'm very sorry. It was an accident. Erin just put her elbow on on her soundboard iPad app. I thought it was a boing. It doesn't, it makes, it doesn't make as much. No, I thought that was a hooray. Sorry. It's it's mixed pretty high, Nespa. Like, 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 like for all right. Uh, here's a gold piece. Keep the change. Oh wow, a high roller, eh? Are you an adventurer? <laughs> yes, yes, and I'm I new to Maine. <laughs> I've never been in the uh, uh, the lighthouse district. Um, uh, yes, I'm, I'm an adventurer, and uh, I'd like to I'd like to make sure our rooms are uh, particularly safe. So keep the change in exchange for your constant vigilance. Much obliged, sir. But have you seen this? He motions to a poster on the wall. It's a wanted poster. It says wanted. The Ember Mauler. There's a picture that looks like a lion with a flaming mane and some two tails. It's made with pastel crayons. There you go. That's good. <laughs> this char- the charred, dismembered corpses of cats, dogs, and most recently, a Thornvale mare have been found, and reports of a black burnt crops have been made in the fields. 30 silver pieces for any information on this beast, or 1,400 gold pieces for its head. Hmm. Interesting. Thanks for the tip. As you read the sign, you notice someone seems to be staring at you and seeing you look at the sign. Am I noticing them peripherally? You just feel the sense of being watched. I look at them. (laughs) (laughs) You see a tall, thin... Is it an elf? No, it's a half-elf. Loved by all. Loved by all. Standing with a bow and a sheathed sword in the corner of the room. He seems to be interested in your looking at the poster. Hmm. All right, so for the podcast listeners, this is Aaron's character. (laughs) God damn it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I have a sheet. Thank you. Uh, How could this go wrong? Good morrow, Sir Butzalot. Marks a lot, Sharpie. You know my name. I have heard of you. Uh, You have me at a disadvantage, Mr. Uh... Sedana. Mulrain. (laughs) May I bow to you? (laughs) I can't stop you. Well, regard me bowing, for it is a great honor to be to witness the bow of an elf human. <laughs> bow. 
I'm also a ranger. Your, your bow is so loud. And <laughs> I, well, I have put on my loud robes today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tell me what you know of this lion. I know that I just started looking at it on a sign. And that then you started staring at me. <laughs> and that now you say you know me and are bowing loudly. <laughs> that you and I are on the same page now across the board. We're all caught up. <laughs> well, I could sense your energy across the room, dear sir. I feel like you and I shall be friends forever and I shall be involved in every adventure that you have from here on out. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, well, Regard my bow. Oh, it's so cloying and invasive. Like its owner. May I join your team? What's that? May I join your team? I recognize that you and your lover are on a long journey. All right, hold on a second. I just want to stop you there. He's a very good friend of mine. Uh, we met in the Howling Mines. It seems uh, that his face is at dick height, yes? <laughs> uh, I don't a- wish to be disrespectful, sir. <laughs> yeah. Only understanding. Can I inquire as to your specialties, what you're bringing to the table? Should we go on an adventure together? For now, I shall let you know one of, one of my special abilities. For I am full of mystery, and that makes people like me more. I am immune to sleep. (laughs) Ha ha! Ha ha! Let us adventure! (laughs) Do you like cookies? I also have cookies. That's not... That's okay, right? You got cookies, Having cookies. Uh, Yeah, I I like the cut of your uh, jib. Thank you, sir. Uh, I, I, I think that... I just have to make sure that you're not going to murder us in our sleep. Oh, of course not, sir. I have never been known to murder. In fact, I'm kneeling. I'm taking my hand and I'm crossing it across my chest. Sir, all of the Sedanas have been onerous since the beginning. We existed with the dinosaurs. And the fungi and the rocks and the storms. We have always been here bringing goodness to the world and no harm has been inflicted on part, on part, by in part. We haven't done anything wrong. I accept your oath. I, I grew up in a family without honor and I appreciate people who have it. I, I've always dreamed of being part of a family that had some kind of uh, tether to the realm of, of, uh, of, uh, of, of, of good things. Aye, aye. We'll speak no more. Adventure! Yes. <laughs> let's, let's bound out of the tavern and into adventure while my gnome friend sleeps. If you would like to be alone with your sleeping gnome friend, hey, I understand. Listen. listen, man. You got the wrong idea about that. Like, I barely know the guy. We go on adventures together. Okay? And I'm not saying there'd be anything wrong with it if we were partners in that sense. I'm just saying it's not the way it is. You got the wrong idea, man. As the earth is un- unashamed of his rivers. <laughs> 
Honesty is like water. Let your water flow and be happy. <laughs> adventure! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like an adventure would take too long at this point. I've come a long way. Uh, and we need to sleep. Fine. Well, I am immune to sleep, so uh, yeah. enjoy your sleep. I shall dance and plan and dream and sing. <laughs> Are you staying here in the tavern? Yes, I am not leaving you. <laughs> Ever. I am part of this. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! I should go up to Quirk's room and ask him if he's willing to uh, uh, have a... Uh, uh, Solomon uh, Goldberg, what's your name? Quite all right. Moraine Sedona. You head up the stairs to Quark's room. You open the door. Quark is trying to get to sleep, but he hasn't quite got to sleep. <laughs> he seems kind of bothered. I, I nudge him gently. Oh, what? Quark, this is Solana Gomez. Just want to get the quick verification that she will be involved permanently in all our adventures forever. Well, does she have a bow? <laughs> Do I have a bow? Does the earth have dirt? Do the oceans have water? Yes, I have a bow! Adventure! Will you guys let me sleep? Yes, I know that you're metaphorically out of town <laughs> by being in bed. And your butt is full of cum. <laughs> That's, that's not true. I don't know where you got that impression. There's a, this is a, a, a giant mythical planet full of people traveling in all kinds of combinations. This isn't the first time two dudes have hung out together. Why do you keep... Your fixation is making me think that there's shit up with you. When you're ready, you'll be ready. All right. Well, uh, then we all go to sleep for the night. Do, 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 do you have a room, Saddam uh, Hussein? <laughs> Uh, Moraine Sedona. Yes, I have my room. Uh, okay. My room is the forest. I, I uh, go. Okay, go to sleep in the woods, and uh, we'll, we'll. I am immune to sleep. Let's, for we'll, I will. So I will shit. walk the woods. It's quite all right, sir. Let's meet at six in the lobby. <laughs> all right. Yes. Okay, Spencer. Everybody. Thank you, Spencer. The cold, misty morning fades as the gray sun rises overhead, revealing the head of a mysterious robed warrior. He gestures at you and makes a compelling offer. Would you like to be a samurai? Would you take the way of the warrior? All it would take is to start snacking healthy with Nature Box. You make as to leave, but the Nature Box Samurai is instantly in your path. Nature Box makes snacks that actually taste great and are better for you. Created with high-quality ingredients that are free from artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners so you can feel great about snacking. The Samurai reveals a Nature Box from his robes. His hands are a flash as he produces a box. A Nature Box full of masa crisps and cherry berry bonanza. Nature Box recently made their service even better, so now you can order as much as you want as often as you want with no minimum purchases and you can cancel at any time. And you'll never get bored because there's new snacks each month inspired by real customer feedback. And if you ever... Oh, shit. Ninjas! Ah! Ah! 
NatureBox recently made their service even better. Now you can order as much as you want, as often as you want, with no minimum purchase required, and you can cancel any time. With NatureBox, you never get bored. There are new snacks each month, inspired by real customer feedback, and if you ever try a snack you don't like, NatureBox will replace it for free! The ninjas fall to the ground, defeated by superior snacking. It's simple. Go to naturebox.com and check out their snack catalog. There are over a hundred to choose from, and they're constantly adding delicious new snacks. Choose the snacks you want, and they'll deliver them right to your door. And right now, you'll save even more. Sheathing his sword, the samurai continues down the road, away from you. Foes defeated, he sheathes his sword and begins to walk away. But he turns. And one more thing. Right now, you'll save even more. NatureBox is offering Harmontown fans 50% off your first order when you go to naturebox.com slash Harmontown. And in an instant, he's vanished. But his voice still lingers on the wind. That's naturebox.com slash Harmontown for 50% off your first order. That's naturebox.com slash Harmontown. Snack like a warrior. All right, so it, it comes to this point in the show where we, and this has happened before, where we try to figure out how this isn't the worst harm in town ever. <laughs> like, what is it? What do we do? We're going to go for broke. We're going to do something. Um, okay. So we have to close up the show. We have to go to a, a weird, personal, revelatory, exciting, interesting place. Okay. Help me um, out. All right. Uh, weird personal for you and I. I don't know. Well, it's not going to be for any of them. I don't know them. Holy smokes. I like your shirt. Thanks. <laughs> Let's get deep. All right. I like your shirt. I'll take another look at my phone, I swear. Um, We're going to remind people about Jareth Halloween. Everybody dresses Jareth this Halloween. Jareth from uh, the Labyrinth. Uh, did we announce it that uh, Jeff has hired a costumer for his costume? It's true. This shit is on. We were, uh, we were having a conversation about about Halloween, and yeah, J- Jeff hired a costumer. He told us he was going to a fitting for a television show, yeah. and then he like we were hanging out with him, and he 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 had to go several times. And I was like, "What is your fitting for?" And he's like, oh, "I'll tell you," because he doesn't he's not a liar and didn't want to lie, and told us that he was getting fitted for his costume. So we gotta we gotta measure up, Jareth. Yeah. Yeah, Jared is a I'm, character. I'm very excited because that that movie meant a lot to me as a as a kid. A big deal, shaped me a lot sexually. You know what meant anyway. a lot to me is RoboCop. If I ever get the nuts up, thank you, gentlemen, ladies. If I ever get the nuts up, I'd like to make a really good RoboCop costume. And I heard they're I heard they're remaking RoboCop. They're remaking everything. I'm not gonna. I feel like I'm being baited to go. Oh, don't remake it. I don't care. Just bury me. Damn. Bury me in your remake, Pete Moss. I get what you're doing. You're telling me that you don't care if I come to the movies anymore. I get it. It's not my money that How you're after. How about this? It's I. 18 year old people. I don't know what Total Recall is. I don't know what RoboCop is. I feel. Stop How do you talking- think that makes me feel, Hollywood? It's a bummer. RoboCop's a perfect movie. You don't have to, uh, like, like, fucking... As your, uh, what the hell? First of all, here's the thing. Fucking, you know what's great about RoboCop? It wasn't a goddamn remake! What the fuck? 
fuck? Listen to the title of the fucking movie. Do you know how dumb sounding that is? Robocop? And the poster is a dude that fucking looks like the Tin Man. He just, that's it. He just looks like the modern version of the Tin Man. Modern uh, 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 circa 1986, whatever it was, 87, 88. I think it was 88. What was it? You know. You're nodding your head. I saw you. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was like Ed Newmeyer's kid was here. Uh, no, there's a, a poster. Like it's a fucking guy. He's just. It's just Peter Weller encased in fucking plastic. It's a fucking dumb robot suit. And the and the poster said, "Part man, part machine, all cop." And you did RoboCop. Dumb, 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 dumb. But here's the crazy thing. Great movie. Amazing movie. And it didn't. It wasn't a revisitation of anything. So now you're revisiting it. Why? Why? Why can't? How hard can it be to make another RoboCop without calling it RoboCop? Uh, here, speaker head. <laughs> I'm looking across the room. I see a speaker. Speaker head. I, 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 part speaker, part head. <laughs> All crossing guard. <laughs> I'm proving the theory wrong, aren't I? Can Maybe we, it's not we... that easy, but an hour. If you had an hour, Dan. Like, come on, big guy's a fucking unicorn octopus, uh, a shoe hamburger, a salt uh, a, a giant, uh, a ice 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 monster, uh, fucking uh, uh, meatballs nine. Wait, no, no, no. Dan, sorry. I think you should stop. You're naming all of Rob Schneider's uh, next ten <laughs> movies. Uh, Dan, L- we... lumber giant termite. Dan, giant we, giant we... giant anything. Giant. Dan. We haven't we haven't made everything giant. Just give me a second, baby. I'm talking to friends. I'll be to bed in a second. Giant anything. Giant beer bottle. Giant, 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 giant piece of fucking uh, uh, glass. Uh, uh, what about that? What about that video now about that guy that puts the mason jar up his ass, you know, uh, and it breaks in his ass, and then he pulls the broken glass out of his ass. Maybe there's a movie there. Yeah, uh, adapt it into something. What was that guy thinking? What's he doing? Like, like, like it's a modern day Frankenstein. It's just huh? called glass. Yeah, I don't know. Glass, but yeah, there's a hyphen between the L and the A. Insects insects decide that they're at war with people. Uh, 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 the, the sky, the sky is a monster. The sky, <laughs> the hole in the ozone becomes a mouth. The sky is a monster. How do you run from the only thing you've ever been under? <laughs> T- fucking done. It'll take 90 minutes to write it. Just it's called ma- Chicken Huge. Ma- ma- maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. Make 10 of them. One of them going to be good on accident. Die Hard wasn't made by geniuses. It was just it was like, just fucking stop it. Knock it off. Stop trying to figure out the system of, of, of how, to, how to guarantee your movie is going to make money based on the variables of, well, you take Matt Damon and you put him in it and then you take this thing that is a, where the wild things are. That was a hit book. And then you, uh, you shoot it in 3D and you guarantee the overseas. Come on, man. Like, like, like fucking people used to wing it a little bit. Like, Dan like, Dan hates uh, romantic comedies because he hates the idea of people cheating on people, and he's convinced that every romantic comedy is about people cheating on people. And recently, Dan and I got in a very, very big fight because I, I never ask Dan to watch romantic comedies with me, but I wait till he's asleep, and then I, I, I put on a romantic comedy, and I was watching uh, The Five-Year Engagement with Alison Brie from your... Fucking show. 
I just it wasn't a five year engagement. No, but he but he was, it was asleep. A, it was a two year relationship, he, and then they broke no, up for two years, and then they got back together. Herman, like, you all, didn't watch the movie. I he watched woke enough up in of the it. middle, and you didn't watch any of it. He woke up in the middle, like in a fever dream, and it was like the fucking romantic comedies movie industry. You cheat on somebody, get together, and no, I want to be with somebody, and I kiss them. Like insane. I realize I want to be with you because I kiss this person. Then we're in love. That fucking and make a million movies. It's, it's like and then, it's like and going I, to a salt restaurant. And I, and like, I well, it's a seasoning. Romance I, is a fucking seasoning. It's not a plot point. He, Adam, you're killing me. You're killing me. No, I, I don't. I don't disagree with you. He hadn't watched the movie. I watched it when he was asleep. I leaned over and I was like, Oh, I'm sorry, Dan. I, don't be upset. And I kissed him. He shoved me off of him. And he's like, Fuck. And cheating would, and that he just associated me with the cheating and the asleep. movie. I, that's and the, the, you're not you're you're not putting this. I talk in my sleep. He was asleep, and I was asleep. That's not the, the, you're making everyone think I'm a weird Scarface like <laughs> character. I, he I had talk a desk in my sleep with all this cocaine and then these guns and they were his friends. I talk then, in my sleep. Will you t- tell him the thing I said? The what was the thing? The. Uh, <laughs> Uh, which thing? The, you talking to sleep? You sleep all the time. The shittles thing. <laughs> oh, uh, Dan talks in his sleep all the time, and sometimes I can understand it. And I write it down, and he he it sounded like a movie pitch. And uh, he's, I, c- I can remember it. He said it's the seventies. I said it's the seventies. But it was it's the seventies. Mask rain, mask rain. There. What was the middle part of it? The, they're all shooting us. Yeah, they're all shooting us. in Christmas campaign. Who's gonna shuttles? Shuttles. It's like it was like a pitch. It sounds good. Was, uh, I'm developing yeah. in my sleep. It's the '70s in a world where disco is is, is the way you dance and they're bullets are us. what you use to sh- shittles. <laughs> Don't make them angry. <laughs> They'll they'll Shuttles. they'll dance all over you with they'll their poop. Dance all over you. I'm just saying. You, 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 you. Here's the thing about movies. Yeah. You can just make them up as you go. Speaking of making them up, Dan and I did a an improvised uh, movie like a month ago. Could Where's we- this going? Uh, could we get a suggestion of a moody, t- a moody title? Wait, a you mo- want to do? You want to close the show with more improv movie things? Can we? Can we? Can we hash out the rom com thing? Because it, when you and I talk about it, and there's no one else around, it's seriously. I swear to God, it sounds like a bit. We we've never fought about anything more severely. It's here's like, the thing: I never I make you like, watch like, them, I don't, and you get mad at me for watching them, and then tell me that it's not a big deal that I watch them. But I, you, but I don't I, make I, you watch them. I just don't want. To, I, you don't make me watch them, but then I go like, well, I go to the sci-fi fantasy section, and you kind of like, come on, you roll your eyes a little bit. No, I don't. the 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 time that you're talking about was after a very big fight we had, where you were. In the wrong, and I made a I made a bit saying like, "Well, I thought you were gonna go to home. Exactly. We got in a, we got in a fight about something else. You went and to you the were bathroom, drunk and, I, was and I started picking out a movie. And I came back, and you started you looked at the section I was looking in, which is what I would like to call movies about things. But Dan, I watch, this is the thing. I watch exclusively sci-fi with you. I don't make you watch anything you don't want to watch. I like watching sci-fi. I like watching all those things. I'm 
perfect. But you came back from the bathroom and you looked that I was surfing through movies that are about like time travel and spaceships and lasers and stuff, and you went, huh, well, I guess you weren't that sorry. Like, as if I owed you, because I was, I, we had a fight and then we made up, now I gotta watch fucking Jason Siegel and uh, 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 James Franco uh, uh, travel across the country together. Because I don't, this I don't. This is when we I had the fight. The, the the fight started because I made a joke like, "Well, oh, I thought you we were gonna turn on some romantic comedies." So he's like, "Well, what do you want to Jason Segel's Stephen Crow?" Like as if that's the the those are the only movies I like. I like romantic comedies. Those guys make my romantic comedies. I watch every single romantic comedy. Yeah, like, yeah, but like I know they're shitty. Well, Dan, the are really is, I know that movies about octopus children. monsters are shitty, but they're about something. It's like there's always a guy no matter how yeah, bad. Yeah, and I don't discourage is. you from watching them ever. You didn't when you came no, out of the bathroom. No, it was a fucking bit. God damn it! It was a bit. It was a bit. You're a bit. <laughs> You're a human bit, and yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, man. I'm just saying. Movies about people that fall in love and then fall out of love and then fall in love again. It's like eating ketchup. They're not fucking for you. You can Don't put that ketchup them. on a movie about an octopus monster. You can have a guy invent an octopus monster while he's falling in love with someone. And you can have the octopus monster be the reason they fall out of love. And then they can fall back in love because they beat the octopus monster. It's ketchup. You're, you're, the movies that are popular, like you t- it's just fucking the mushrooms Fine. on top of the steak. Like just, you're you can't, right. If you, I'm not if you arguing only eat those, you'll die. Like. I'm not arguing. I watch all of those movies with you. And the ancient Greeks didn't. So you're wait, wait. the most high-maintenance, difficult person on the I can't the hear you right planet. now. I can't hear you because I, I have a bigger point to make. So, which is that there's, we've been telling stories for, for 60,000 years. Pulled that number out of my ass. If you, if, Guys. You, it doesn't matter. You can, you can play as many sound effects as you want. I, we, we, I, we have been telling stories for, for 60,000 years. If you, if, you, if you drew that line on a piece of paper and you illustrated the, the, the portion of it, that represented us telling stories about monsters eating people and, and people beating them and people like, like, like with weird shit in them, it would be like 90% of it. So we, we only just now invented like the idea that you can make a whole movie about a dude being not into somebody. It's fucking dumb. Who cares if you're not into her? It's not a movie. Be not into her and have a robot. <laughs> have a robot. I'm angry. I don't think you're wrong. What the about Deadly Friend? He has, that was like about a guy, he, he liked a girl, and he, she died, and then he turned her into a robot. That's pretty cool. We have to end this show. Yeah, because it's become about a man and a woman's relationship. <laughs> so they hate it. You know, if a fucking monster came up on stage right now, like, they'd be like, I'm in this for three more hours. Let me, let me see six more of them. When is that? There's no such thing as a series of romantic comedies that goes to, like, 12 movies. Jason Voorhees has been slashing people apart forever. It's like he's a crazy fucking guy that kills people. He does it in space. He does it in the 1800s. You know, fucking, even, you, the, even you, the leprechaun Dan, can Dan. sustain a franchise Dan. longer than a fucking guy and a girl going, I don't know if I want to get married. Dan, Daniel James Harmon, I, I know before I was saying, like, look, I don't, this isn't about that, and I like those movies, and I also like the movies you're like, you like, but uh, you've convinced my 
perhaps we should not be together. Uh, you've made it very clear. Um, you like monster movies. I like blowjobs and making dinner. So I think that perhaps we should part ways and uh, you should be with a woman that's better suited for you. All right. Thank you, everyone, I guess for coming I... to our breakup show. I guess I, that's how it um, ends. Uh, really quick, I'm always very vulnerable after relationships. And listen, this throat is super deep. Um, uh, and I'll listen to you. I, I have this problem where I just like listen to you, and I'm really interested in things. I'm like really smart and stupid. Um, so if you, if you want me to listen to you and talk to you for a while and and blow you and love you and care about you, then I'm available. I'm also I, I'm I know this is like this is a big bummer, but I'm not crazy um, or. Uh, or like emotionally dysfunctional, I don't think so. Okay, all right. So that's I'll be in the that's parking it. lot. And I'm on just my gonna knees. go down to. I'm gonna go down to my secret laboratory, and and mourn the loss of our relationship. Computer. Yes, Mr. Harmon. Continue research project, Omega Amadeus. <laughs> Omega Amadeus online. Pretty fucking interesting. Meanwhile, <laughs> I, I, I'm meanwhile on the edge of in my the parking seat. lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> I obey your command. Obe- Omega Amadeus, s- seek out all female life forms and annihilate them. <laughs> I am online. I am programmed to comply. Meanwhile, in the parking lot, your mother was shitty. I'll I'll be your mother. I'll be there for you. CG wall explodes. Eliminate all women. Cars exploding. Meanwhile, in the parking lot, yes, I have one of those weird squeezing vaginas. <laughs> so embarrassing, but it just it's, it squeezes and stimulates a penis unlike any other vagina that's ever been. Car door rips off. A giant robot hand grabs your body, lifts you into the air, and Omega Amadeus looks at you with its gleaming red eye and says, uh, state your primary function. <laughs> or be exterminated. Honestly loving. Oh. (laughs) Little tiny robot dick (laughs) emerging from tiny hatch. Just put it right here. Affirmative. (laughs) It'll be okay. Uh, Input Acceptable. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Yeah, see, just maybe, all right. Thank you for coming to a very special Harmon Town. As, as in short bus special. Uh, I'd like to thank some people: uh, Katie Levine on audio, Scott McKeever, Emily Gordon, producer of the live show, Danielle Kramer, Justin Marshall, podcast producer, Mo, on-site director, and Jenny Fox. Thank you guys so much for coming. Have a great night. Drive safely. Thank you, Aaron McGathy, for controlling. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You're a wonderful crowd.
See you next week. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. <laughs> the NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed.